When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is episode 191 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound podcast network, all part of the Fans First Sports Network of Podcast. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another pod, and we are going to jump into quite a bit on this podcast. The, the hope that I'm going to have for this week is to have two podcasts not necessarily in the normal stretch of the week. It is late in the week, obviously. But uh, my plan is to have a maybe a bit of a shorter podcast um, at the end of this week. And then we will have a fresh pod as well for the start of next week. And that pod that will be at the start of next week will be all about the NBA play-in tournament. So I've set, I've set a whole episode aside just to break down... The NBA play-in tournament for this episode, Knicks, news and notes. We're running through it. What's been going on? Teams are changing. Crazy contracts. We talked about what happened with Bradley Beal. We talked about what happened with CP3. There's a lot more to get to. A lot more to get to on this one, and then we will have more for you on the NBA mid-season tournament as well. Oh, boy. A lot to get to. So... We're going to save the midseason tournament for a separate pod. This podcast is just going to be about what's been going on over the last week or so. And the answer to that question is quite a bit, a lot, much has happened in the last seven days. Uh, Again, trying to make these more regular, trying to get this back to somewhat of a you know, routine again, apologies again. It's just been very crazy. Uh, been covering multiple leagues, multiple tournaments these last couple of weeks, really the last month or two has been busy, but it's been great. It's been fun. Uh, again, at SJ7 on Twitter, at Real Sean St. Jacques on Instagram, if you want to keep up with what I've been up to over the last two months. It's been awesome. The only thing that has suffered <laughs> has been this podcast and i really apologize for that i've not been able to upload as consistently as i would have liked i mean i want to be doing one or two pods a week that's really what my goal is for this and i just haven't been able to meet that at all so again i apologize that's why i'm trying to get two in here and then we'll hopefully get back to that one or two a week as the nba offseason rolls on okay first note I do want to get into the transactions. We will get to the Knicks signing Dante DiVincenzo. We will get to Dylan Brooks. We will get we will get to we'll get to all of it. But I just want to uh, discuss this first. Victor Wembanyama. You may have heard of him. He's in well. He was involved in a little bit of a of a controversy involving Britney Spears and uh, that whole uh, hullabaloo that happened in Vegas with uh, one of uh, Victor Wembanyama's bodyguards uh, keeping Britney Spears away. There was a slap involved uh, as well. So um, 
there was that whole situation and Victor Wembanyama is being thrown right into the middle of sports celebrity and an American, you know, celebrity right away. And uh, I got, I kind of felt bad for him. Felt a little bit bad for Britney Spears as well. Um, part of me wishes she didn't act that rashly and just run up to him while he's surrounded by security guards. But other part of me, again, uh, not to get too off topic, but feels like, uh, you know, Britney's been through enough. She didn't need to also be attacked. I'm not attacked, but, you know, she, uh, you know, potentially, I didn't, I didn't look at, I didn't look at the full story, admittedly, but potentially got slapped. And that's the last thing I feel like that Britney Spears needs. So uh, very, very frustrating stuff there because you just wish that stuff doesn't happen. But again, it happened. It's something that uh, hopefully we can move on from it and it doesn't blow up to more than what it was, which I think was just a misunderstanding between Britney Spears and Victor Wembanyama's security guards. I digress. Summer League is really what I was trying to get to here. And, and, and we haven't learned, have we? We haven't learned. I was listening to J.J. Reddick's podcast the other day, The Old Man and the Three, and I'm on, you know, I'm on my my walk around uh, my neighborhood, getting some exercise, and I popped on his pod, and I'm I'm hearing him, you know, be, you know, not not overly critical. I think that's harsh, but almost, you know, and he wasn't the only one. A lot of people very over analytical over these first few summer league games i have we not learned anything in our basketball fandom and lives these games don't mean anything there's a reason on this pod that we very rarely touch on the summer league unless it's the knicks because you know maybe a couple players might get minutes bench minutes whatever but there's a reason it's really not an it's not a big deal. That's because the games don't matter a lot. They really don't. A lot of the guys you're seeing in the summer league, you're never going to see them again. You will not hear from these people again, unfortunately, as far as the NBA realm is concerned. Many of them are not going to make it. Some of them will, which is great. It's why it's why the G League matters, but the over the over analysis on the first couple of Victor Wembanyama games. What are we doing? What are we doing, people? Come on! What are we really going to find out? We've seen him play on video. We've seen it. We 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 basically know what he's capable of. Yeah, you know, the first game again for those that don't know, for those that have been out of the loop. And by the way, kudos to you. These games don't matter. Go live your life. <laughs> the NBA season's coming. But Victor Wembanyama has a rough first game. Didn't play well in the summer league. In the opener of the summer league, he then bounces back with a decent game. After that, it was fine. Decent game. No issues, played great. And and we're acting like these are playoff games with the way some of this is being broken down. And now Victor Wembanyama, I believe, is now done. I think he's out for the rest of the summer league. And and rightly so. He didn't have to play at all, by the way. I think they just tried to you know, I think the Spurs just tried to gain a little bit of traction around just be like, hey, like here's a little taste 
of what he's going to look like in a Spurs uniform. And they got to, like, yeah, he's out of here. I mean, Houston uh, today, I believe, shut down Brandon Miller for the rest of summer league. Like, they... I think these are really just the, the leagues in these, I should say the, the leagues, the teams in the league are really just saying, here's a little taster, little taste of what this guy can do. Now don't get hurt. Get him on the bench right now. He's not going to play. It's pretty obvious. And we're acting like this is the be all end all. The overreaction and the Monday morning point guarding that's been going on here. I, I don't understand it. it, it we are, are we that deprived of content that we have to go this hard on two summer league games by Victor Wembanyama? Holy bleep. Take a breath. It doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter. Couldn't matter less. Couldn't matter less. He's going to start on opening night. It doesn't matter. Holy smokes, I really, it was one of those things where I kept reading these articles, watching these videos, and every time I'm just scratching my head, I'm like, why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal? Come talk to me when the season starts, and, and talk to me about performances. The Summer League is just to see if there's a couple of players you can maybe put into your into your rotation. That's it. There's not much <laughs> not much else to write home about here, folks. That's what the summer league is. I, I it's listen, we know what, what this is about, so why are we making this such a big deal? I, I feel like, and again, not not to single out JJ Reddick, but like we should know better here. <laughs> we should know better than to overreact to two games. Two summer league games. Again, if this was the regular season, then then maybe you could make an argument of, well, you know, what what's gonna ha- what's going on here? But it's the summer league. Victor Wembanyama is gonna be tested a lot more during the regular season. That's the bottom line. So let's see what happens there. And the Spurs shut him down, great. Now he'll be healthy, should be fine. Get ready for the regular season. We want to want to see games that you play in that matter. Not over overreacting to summer league drama. Who cares? I I still don't believe that. The, I I still somehow I can't believe how much people went in on that. I was really surprised, but maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. It is the way of the world. It seems like the littlest nibbles, you know, people go to like like goldfish in a fishbowl when the when the uh, Food is dropped in. Everyone just gravitates to the little nuggets that jump in when they're meaningless, completely meaningless. I still, still don't quite get what the what the hullabaloo was about there. Anyway, we transition onto the stuff that does matter right now, and that's transactions. Lots been going on, and the first person that I want to go to here is somebody who has had quite a fall during this offseason my oh my have they had a rough offseason and that man of course is dylan brooks my goodness what a rough offseason it has been for dylan brooks i don't quite uh know it i didn't know he could fall off this this far really and 
He has been moved on to the Houston Rockets from the Memphis Grizzlies. And I don't think we touched on this. If we did, I apologize. But I just want to I want to start it off with this because it's worth revisiting for two reasons. Number one, six months ago, Dylan Brooks was a cornerstone piece for the Grizz. Cornerstone piece. You know, you, you almost couldn't picture Memphis without him. It seemed he was that important, you know. But when you put the magnifying glass to it, to the to the Dylan Brooks situation, it's pretty clear that Dylan Brooks was much more expendable in the Memphis organization than we realized. And when the Grizzlies were able to turn it, Dylan Brooks into Marcus Smart, which we did talk about on the last episode, wow, what an upgrade. And especially for a team that will not have John Morant for whatever it is, 25 games at the start of next season, what a move. And really the second reason to bring this up is that now Dylan Brooks is with Houston. And Houston, I must say, initially, initially my thought when I saw that he went to Houston, part of me wanted to laugh because <laughs> you go from one of the best teams in the NBA to arguably the worst team in the NBA very, very quickly, just for jawing and talking too much smack to LeBron James. And it was a very, very funny moment. However, I must say, since that move has been made, the Rockets have... have Put together a little bit of a roster here. Brooks is there. Fred Van Fleet is now a rocket, which I did not see coming. Jeff Green of your defending champion Denver Nuggets, now a rocket. You got Jalen Green, Aaron Holiday. And all of a sudden, it's not as bad as I thought it was. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. Let's not go crazy here. Not as bad as it, as it initially looked. That's all I will say. Will the Rockets finish bottom? Probably not. Playoffs, also probably not. But they've got a better team than I thought they had when Dylan Brooks was initially put there. Not as bad of a situation as I would have thought. The Rockets need to make a couple more moves, I would say. Wasn't wasn't uh, you know the end of the world as I would have initially thought. That that is my best way of putting it. One more quick note because I do want to get to Divincenzo. The Bucks re-signed Jay Crowder, and, and I want to mention this because I do feel like that is a potentially big move for the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I felt like at some point you, know, you can't let certain guys go, right? And he is a guy that I just feel like. You get him in there. Because again, he's been with Phoenix for a while. You get him in there and you sign him. I just feel like he could maybe be a missing piece for a Bucks team that's been a couple of steps short of the NBA Finals the last couple of seasons. You know, they just haven't quite gotten back to that championship place again since they beat the Suns, of course. Jay Crowder's a sneaky, nice little piece here. No one's talking about it. But these these are the moves that could potentially lead to championships. And I feel like the Bucks have sneakily made a nice little transaction there. The Knicks. 
have signed another national champion, Villanova Wildcat. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, and now the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Oh, I have two thoughts on this. I'm pausing because I I don't know if I want to go with the thought that's slightly negative first or the positive one. I'm going to start negative here. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for Dante DiVincenzo, I have to say. It's a little pricey, especially considering that Gabe Vincent went for $33 million. $33 million. And Gabe Vincent had a tremendous postseason last year. He really did. So that surprised me when I saw how much Dante DiVincenzo signed for. It really did. I was not expecting that, that mark to be that high. With that all being said, I love the move. I love the move. I think the Knicks are going to get what they pay for here. I think Dante DiVincenzo's biggest issue is health. If he stays healthy, I think he can. I really do. When he, when he played well last year... It was very good. He he really is a nice replacement for Obi Toppin because he's a better shooter. Knicks need shooting. And he's, a, he's still a really good defender. And the only thing you're giving up there really is size. Knicks have plenty of size down low. Plenty of size. And they got a, they've got some good size on the perimeter now too. They really do. So you're sacrificing a little bit of size for a lot more offense. That That's really... The, the move here the Knicks are making, and I love it. I love the move. I, I think it's exactly what the Knicks needed. Um, I don't know if the Knicks will make another move this offseason. I'm hoping they make another big move, which leads me into the last point. But before we get there, I just want to say, even if they don't, this is a nice move. It makes the Knicks better at a place they need to get better in. And they get a guy that's going to gel really nicely with this group so that's my that's my two cents on it um patrick beverly signs with the sixers that team gets even more likable as the offseason goes on uh, i don't know how that chemistry is going to be him and Embiid. I, I we'll see we'll see about that imagine if ben simmons was still there holy bleep that would be even worse and then there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple other notables here. I, the, the, I will say this, OKC has been wheeling and dealing quite a bit. I'm not sure they have accomplished anything in their, <laughs> in their wheeling and dealing, but they've been moving and shaking uh, quite a bit this week, I must say. Um, Toronto signed Dennis Schroeder, nice signing. I, I think that's exactly uh, the kind of player they need as well. That feels like a loss for the Lakers. In some ways, but they got, uh, I believe they're the team that got Gabe Vincent. So I think they feel that they're going to be just fine uh, in the long term there. So we'll see. You know, we will see how it all plays out. But the Lakers got a nice deal for Gabe Vincent, which made me feel like, ooh, did the, the Knicks overpay for DiVincenzo? And I think they did, but I think they're going to get quite a bit for what they pay for here. So. That is the good news uh, in that regard as far as the Knicks dealings there. Before we end the show, uh, I do want to get to Damian Lillard and the latest there. It seems pretty clear 
what the writing on the wall is here. And the writing on the wall simply is this. He, t- he clearly wants to go to Miami. Are the Knicks and the Nets involved? It seems like they're on the outside looking in right now. Kind of waiting to see if the Miami deal happens or if it falls apart. If it happens, I think the Miami Heat are the favorites in the East. I, I think them, the Bucks, uh, you have to put them them one and two, I think, at the top. If it doesn't happen and Damian Lillard goes somewhere else in the East, holy bleep, I, I, I don't know who's winning this thing. You know, If he goes to the Knicks, I think you have to put the Knicks in the top three in the East, no question. I think if he goes to the Nets, I think the Nets are right back in the in playoff talk. I just don't know if they're going to do anything. The issue is that the team that gets him has got to give up so much. And, and that's why I'm a little nervous about what the Knicks would have to give up to get him. And especially after they just signed Dante DiVincenzo, it's a risk. Just like the Donovan Mitchell you know, move would have been a risk last offseason. Worked out all right for the Knicks in the end. It did. Yeah, they lost to the Heat in the conference semis, but Knicks have a bright future. They got a young core, and you add DiVincenzo to that core, things are looking pretty nice right now. That's all I'll say in that regard. Lillard to Miami looks likely for now. We will see. We will see if the Heat get that deal done, and if not, maybe the Knicks can swoop in and and maybe get something going there. Probably not. I don't see that happening. But uh, certainly something to keep an eye on as the days and weeks go on. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast. We'll be back with another episode later on, either uh, later this week or early next week, all about the NBA play-in tournament. So stay tuned for that. Follow me on Twitter at SJ7 to keep in ta- uh, keep tabs on everything I'm doing, and then at fans first sn on twitter as well to really get access to a really good amount of strong podcasts that cover all sports all leagues all over the united states so stay tuned for all that we have another episode coming up soon and until then enjoy your weekend enjoy your week as well and i'll see you all next time on the shock shock nicks podcast on the midtown and rebound podcast network and on the fans first sports network of podcasts.